Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Precious Father, we bless you and we thank you for today. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship with you. Father, please speak to us. Speak to me. Speak to my brothers and my sisters that are listening in today. In Jesus' name. Let your word take root in our heart and let it bring forth fruit, Father, to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. This is Brother Joshua again. By the mercies of God, picking up on where we started, where we stopped, I should say, was at the last episode. We are still speaking about the parable of the sower. We are still speaking about the 60-fold return sower. Jesus said that there were four kinds of sores in his parable. The wayside soil, the soil with rocks on it, the soil with thorns on it and the good ground and he also said that the good ground had three species of it it was the 30 fold 60 fold and the one that brought forth a hundred fold from the same seed and we are currently speaking about the 60 fold good ground they're all good ground those those three those three are all good ground 30 60 and 100 fold but we we're examining them in detail as we understand it from the scriptures we spoke about the 30 fold being the righteous and we've been speaking about the 60 fold being the faithful and last time we stopped I believe at Revelations chapter 2 verse 8 to 11 where the Lord was speaking to the church in Smyrna saying that they were to be faithful unto death These labels, beloved, the righteous, the faithful, these are all attributes of Christ himself. These are all his names. These are all the things that pertain unto him. In fact, the 
we'll see in Revelations 3 and 14, the Bible says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, This thing says, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. This is Jesus speaking. This thing said the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus lets us know here that one of his titles is the faithful and true witness. Revelation 19, 11, Revelation 19, verse 11 says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness doth he judge and make war. So we see that the name of the Lord Jesus is faithful and true. And we know that it is God's intent that we as Christians be conformed even unto Christ Jesus. We see that in Romans 8 verse 29. Romans 8 verse 29. For whom? Maybe I should start at 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. Verse 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We also see in Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, uh, from verse 11 and it says and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ verse 13 till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so Conformity with Christ. Conformity with Christ is God's goal, is God's agenda. Conformity of us believers with His Son. So if the Son is faithful and true, that is part of the goal of our Father for us as his children to be like his first begotten son we also want to look quickly at an attribute that walks side by side with the faithful. We see it side by side in scriptures. And that is the attribute of the fear of God. It walks side by side usually with the faithful. You see a faithful man, you see a man that fears God or woman. 
let's say, let's uh, uh, see, I should say, for example, Nehemiah 7, verse 2. Nehemiah 7, verse 2. The Bible says that I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem. For he was a faithful man and feared God above many. He was a faithful man and feared God above many. Beloved, the fear of God means the fear of God. It's not the modern day, oh well, it's the reverence of God, you know, you're in awe of God, you know, you shouldn't fear God. God is your father, you know, why should you be afraid of your father? You know, and such like rationalities or reasoning, I should say. But the scriptures, are they are clear on this. The fear of God is different from the reverence of God. Mm-hmm. Fear is one thing, reverence is another. When you when you when you get on a bus, uh, a public transport bus, or you get on a train, and it's it's it's, it's rush hour and it's full, and it'll be a while before you get to the to your destination, and after everybody's seated and all the seats are full and you got a seat, and the next bus stop, this old man and this old lady, gray head, walking slowly, they get on a bus or the train. Oh, child of God, you young man, you young woman, listening to me today, uh, I hope you get up for them to sit down. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I really hope you do. Why? Because you are afraid of them? No. No. Not because you are afraid of them. It's because you reverence them. You should fear God, but you should reverence this old man and this old woman with their gray hair and stuff. Look at it right there in the book of Leviticus, for example. What does it say? It says in Leviticus 19 and verse 32, Leviticus 19 and 22, the Bible says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head. What does hoary mean? A gray hair, white hair, speckled hair. You know, the hair is turning gray. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man. Did he say you should fear the old man? No. He says honor the face of the old man. Have some respect for the old man. Mm-hmm. Have some reverence for the old man. You young man, you young woman. Yes, you got on the bus or the train first, and sorry, they came late, or they got on the bus or the train later. 
That's their business. You have your seat, right? Uh, no, not right. You should honor the old man and the old woman. Get up, let him sit down. But let's finish that verse. Leviticus 19.32 Thou shalt rise up, get up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. I am the Lord. Did you get that? Honor the old man and fear thy God. Honor the gray-haired man, the gray-haired woman. Rise up and honor them. Not because you are afraid of them, but because you fear God, you reverence them. So, when... uh, let, Let me tie it up. Please, I hope I didn't lose you. Let me tie it up by God's grace. When the Bible says... In Nehemiah 7, 2, for he was a faithful man and feared God. That fear there is different from honor. The faithful man fears God. How is that different from honor? Let's see that in Hebrews 12, verse 28 and 29. Hebrews 12, 28 to 29. Wherefore, we... Receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably, listen to it now, with reverence and godly fear. Let me read that again. Wherefore, Hebrews twelve twenty-eight. Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear, the fear of God. Verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Beloved, you don't need somebody to tell you not to stick your fingers in a burning fire. Okay, fear the fire. It's going to do you some good if you fear fire, really. Mm-hmm. Our God, Hebrews twelve twenty nine, we just read, is a consuming fire. But he also says to reverence God. So when the Bible talks about the fire, Fear of God is not talking about reverencing God. Reverencing God is respecting God. He's your father. You reverence him. Mm-hmm. Even then, the scriptures say, if I can find it, in the book of Malachi, I believe. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? You see, your 
reverence of God is because God is your father. Reverence has to do with honor, ascribing honor. You honor the gray-haired man or woman. You honor your father. Fear has to do with God being God. Ah, help me, Lord. If you read the epistles of Paul, for example, the first, usually I should say, the first one, two, three verses, Paul always says something like, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God and Father. I believe we've spoken about this before briefly, but I'm not too sure in previous episodes. But, beloved, God deals with us in two separate relationships. One, He is our God. And two, he is our father. Those are two separate things. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let's, let me give you an example. God, as God, uh, I shouldn't say functions, is more of a creator creature relationship creator and creature relationship God is the God of the sun, the moon, the stars the mountains monkeys, apes snakes, mosquitoes lizards sharks uh, God is the God of kangaroos He is the God of tigers and rats but he's not their father. Mm-hmm. Now, to us human beings, God is both our God, creator, creature, we are his creatures, and he is our father. How? God creates, but a father replicates or a father duplicates himself or replicates himself are uh, you english experts please uh, I've, I've tried to check out those words some time back but i don't know if i mix them up duplicate replicate but the idea i hope you get the idea a father replicates himself. That's why a horse will never have a kangaroo for a baby. It's not possible. That's why a lion will never give birth to a monkey. It's not possible. A lion begets a lion. The son of a goat is a goat. The son of a lion is a lion. The son of a horse is a horse. The son of a snake is a snake. You get it. You get it. And you get it. The son of a rat is a rat. That's a father duplicating himself. 
But, or before I say but, the son of a man is a man. You get it, right? The son of God is, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me leave that alone. You get it, you get it. But guess what? Although the son of a man is a man, a man can create something. A man has created robots and computers and cars and submarines and all kinds of inventions, all kinds of creations. Man is a creator to those things but those things are no man's children. You get it? Okay. So, Hebrews 12, 28, 29 says, we are to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. This fear, according to Psalm 19, verse 9, it says, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. So, the fear of the Lord is different from uh, the fear of snakes or the fear of heights or the fear of all kinds of stuff. You know, all those, all those fears are not godly fears. They are not. So we see that the fear of God is clean is a clean fear, is a good fear. Yes, yes, I know Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. That is correct. God has not given us a spirit of fear of other things, not of himself, of other things. Don't be afraid of the devil. Don't be afraid of tribulation. Don't be afraid of this. Don't be afraid of that. Snakes, this, that. Don't be afraid of those things. But a fear of God is different from other kinds of fear. That's why Psalm 19 verse 9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean. Uh, let, let me t try and tie this up. It's a big knot I'm tying now. <laughs> God help me. 2 Corinthians 7 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Beloved, we cannot grow in holiness without the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a necessary ingredient for perfecting holiness. It's right there, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. In fact, the fear of the Lord mm, is a spirit that is desirable, that we should desire. Look at Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, verse 2 to verse 3. Isaiah 11, verse 2 to verse 3. The Bible says, uh, let me start from verse 1. And it shall come forth a root out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Listen now. And the Spirit of the Lord shall be upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge 
and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of of his ears. Let me read the beginning of verse 11, verse 3 again of Isaiah 11. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. We cannot have understanding when we do not fear the Lord. We cannot grow in holiness when we do not fear the Lord. But as we read, I'm tying it back now. Sorry, I went in a long loop. I'm tying it back now to Nehemiah 7 and 2. It says that I gave my brother Hanani, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. We're noting that the faithful man usually walks has this trait in addition of having a very healthy fear of the Lord. Very healthy fear of the Lord. Let's see uh, a few things about that um, very quickly. Let's see, for example, Remember, we had spoken about Abraham in the last episode, and we spoke um, that God had found, the Lord had found him faithful. Uh, That was also in Nehemiah, Nehemiah 9, uh, verse 7 to 8. Nehemiah 9, 7 to 8. Thou art the Lord the God who did choose Abram and broughtest him forth out of all of the Chaldees and givest him the name Abraham. Verse 8, And thou foundest his heart faithful before thee and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites, and the Gigashites, to give it, I say, to his seed, and has performed thy words, for thou art righteous. And we also read in Galatians 3, verse 6 to 9, we noted that the Bible says in verse 6 of Galatians 3, even as Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness, when he believed God, it was imputed to him for righteousness. But verse 9 says, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And we spoke about the last edition uh, about those covenants in Genesis 17. And I believe Genesis 15. Now, what are we saying? We'll see that Abraham also, as a faithful man, remember Galatians says, those that be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. He didn't say are blessed with righteous Abraham. 
you are blessed with faithful Abraham. Because like we stated, faithfulness, it's in the doing. It's an accounting. Faithfulness is a, uh, for one of a better word, I don't want to say use the word judgment, where I judge faithful because it's in the doing. This is uh let me just let me, let me just read read from Genesis I believe is uh verse chapter twenty two. Genesis twenty two verse one to twelve. We're talking about the faithful having this trait of walking in the fear of God. The fear of God. A real fear of God. And it's not a bad thing, beloved, to fear your Creator and your Father. Genesis 22, verse 1 to 12, is our reference. And it came to pass, verse 1, after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, You know the story. Abraham, and he said, Behold, he, here I am. And he says, Take thy son, thine only son Isaac, which you love, take him to the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. The Bible says, verse 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning. That always blesses me. It always challenges me. Every time you see Abraham having a conversation with the Lord, and the Lord tells him something, Abraham does it right away. The faithful, he does it right away. Because faithfulness is in the doing. He didn't say Abraham thought about what the Lord said for a week or for a month. No, the Lord told him and in the morning he was doing it. Another time the Lord came and said, Hey, this is a covenant. You guys need to be circumcised. Same day. If I'm not mistaken, same day. Abraham did the circumcision. And that always blesses me. Always. That our father Abraham was always that quick to respond. So Genesis 22 verse 3, Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass and took uh, two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and they went on the journey. Now, let me fast forward and we see where in verse Seven, Isaac says, hey, there's fire, there's wood, where's the lamb? Verse 8, Abraham says, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. Verse 9, they got to the place the Lord told him of. Abraham built an altar. He laid the wood. And he bound Isaac and laid him on the altar. Verse 10, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11, and the angel of the Lord called out, 
called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he says, Here I am. Listen now, verse 12. Listen, listen, beloved. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Mm-hmm. Saying that, saying thou has not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. For now I know that thou fearest God. Faithful Abraham walked in the fear of the Lord. Let's 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 look at some corollary scriptures. Second Chronicles nineteen six to nine. This was a charge made to judges, but there's relevance here for what we're speaking about. The reference is Second Chronicles nineteen, verse six to verse nine. But I want to read. Um, like I said, it's a charge to judges, but there's relevance here uh, to what we're talking about. Let me read from verse eight. Moreover, in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat set up the le- set of the Levites and the priests and of the chief of the fathers of Israel for the judgment of the Lord and for controversies when they returned to Jerusalem. And he charged them, saying, Thus shall thou do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a perfect heart. When you walk in the fear of the Lord, you will learn to walk faithfully. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 8 verse 13. Proverbs 8:13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Proverbs 8.13 Proverbs 16.6 By mercy and truth iniquity is purged and by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil. So we see that by the fear of the Lord Men depart from evil. If you see somebody still stuck in the cesspool of evil, there's no fear of the Lord with that person. Because by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. We see that in Genesis 39 verse 9. You know the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife. It says it right there. Joseph said, There is none greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? The faithful walk in the realization and in the embrace of the fear of God and by that fear they depart from evil beloved 
when you depart from evil, that is pleasing to God. And as we read, uh, one of our foundational scriptures that we read on this issue, we read that when we walk to please God, that's when we are bound. That's when we are bound more and more. We read that earlier in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and please God, so you would abound more and more. We have to walk a certain way to please God. Verse 2, for you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus to avoid evil and walk faithfully and abound. Beloved, we need the fear of the Lord. I have to stop there for today, beloved. May the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.